Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hola amigos, this is Ray Hudson from B in Sports and Sirius XMFC, and you are listening to Barça Talk. As the great Ray Hudson says, you are listening to Barça Talk. Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast for FC Barcelona fans. I am your host in Seattle, Washington, Cole, and joining with me today is Alejandro Villegas in Miami, Florida. How you doing, brother? Good, man. How are you? It's been a while, right? I don't even remember the last time we talked over here. I think it was it was before season resumed, right? Before Barcelona actually I believe a game. So- yeah, I, I I don't think I've been on the mic since since the restart. Yeah. I work has been crazy. I know. I'm in the process of buying our first home, there you so go. It, it's it's been wild. Congrats, man. Yeah, Congrats. yeah, it's a, that's, that's a big step. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. How about you? How are things? Well, uh, it's been different here in Miami. I don't know. That's uh, I'm still working from home, so I guess that's that's kind of the same since the last time we talked. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barcelona lost La Liga for about five points, so it's <laughs> it was bad. It wasn't what we were expecting, yeah. right? Uh, when we talked last yeah. week here in, in Barca talk, but it's fine. It's been it's been okay. Uh, we just, I mean, the storm just missed us here in South Florida, so we're glad that 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 yeah. uh, Isaiah's went went away and, and didn't hit us that hard. It's raining very heavily right now, but it's it's been fine here in, in South Florida. So we we were safe from now we, because we know it's it's yeah. hurricane season, so we know we get we get it, we're used to. When I came to Miami in two thousand and fifteen, yeah, you're. They were like, oh, now it's hurricane season. I'm like, what? <laughs> I wasn't used yeah. to that. Too. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. What? what did, you, did you say hurricane? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I lived in, in Kansas and over there we had tornadoes and stuff, but that's that was it. Now here, in, it, it's it's a mm. different pre- preparation for, for hurricanes because with tornadoes, it just happens. It just it comes and, and mm-hmm. you, you're either prepared or not and that's it. But for hurricanes, you get like a two, three, four days, sometimes a week of it advanced so you, you you get to maybe make some plans and maybe get prepared for it but uh we're, we're good now yeah. we're good it's, it's very hot here too i you were telling me before that seattle's getting some summer love over there so here yeah, it's it's, it's, it's a, a very normal humid hot miami summer so we're we're in that phase of the year that's good. I yeah, I think you're sharing your weather a little bit. It's been like ninety something um, pretty consistently in the last three weeks or so over here, which is definitely not normal. Uh, all the stereotypes of of Seattle weather is true. Everyone, in case in case you didn't know, it does rain here, but the summers are beautiful when they are nice. Um, Alejandro, before we get into today's topics. Uh, I do want to remind our listeners of our Patreon community. If you want to get more content from us, we have daily mini pods, weekly video chats, 
and a commercial free feed and more available to those who do subscribe to our Patreon. Our goal is to hit 100 patrons in the month of August. Um, so we do want to remind you guys uh, that, you know, and ask if you do have the means financially and want more bars to talk, please consider joining our Patreon community. The link is in the show notes or you can just visit patreon.com slash Barca Talk Pod. Alejandro, before we get into it, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. You were mentioning hurricane season. Yes. Did you know that it's always hurricane season when Joseph Bartomeu is your president? Did you know it's that? It's been a, a hurricane era, right? With Bartomeu. It's, I mean, yeah. it started kind of fine, right? Win the Champions League and we all were happy. We had Neymar, we had Suarez, we had Messi in the maybe his best years. And it just came all the way down from there. It's just, and, and, and Real Madrid won so many times too that it just hurt too. So it's, it's been a hard, a hard, hard time with Bartomeu, but, and we still have one more year. So let's, let's hang, let's hang for now. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we'll, we'll dive into it later. There's a chance that that year is cut short, but uh, mm. yeah, we'll get into more details there. Let's start. Um, we're, we're going to kind of go through the month of July roundup uh, around the club. That this is a circus and hurricane, as we said earlier. Um, latest news now is that Artur is staying in Brazil. He's not going to come back to the squad. He's not going to play in the Champions League. Bartomeu had come forward recently and had some harsh words, um, threatened fines, and, and took some pretty intense shots at um the brazilian did you get a chance to look at all those and kind of read all those through yeah my thing is I, i'm i don't i don't agree exactly with what arthur did i think it's not professional not to come to your club because they're i mean you're still getting paid mm-hmm. right it's not it's it's mm-hmm. not different from any type of job even if you're not happy with whatever you're doing and but you're getting paid so you're supposed to show up and you have a contract so if you look at it that way i i don't agree with what's going on with arthur right and staying mm-hmm. in brazil it's not definitely not the the attitude that you would want from a barcelona player or for any professional athlete at all it's just not not the way you should behave now but i do understand his feelings because it's it's been a nightmare like i remember the last time we talked we were, we both said no there's no way arthur is going to leave barcelona he's just part of the future he's he's in that group with the the young with ter stegen with mm-hmm. ansu fati maybe coming in, in the back of of all of them they're just young talent that we we're, we're not going to let him go right but they did and they didn't in the maybe the the hard way right because it was he said one and uh, over and over that he didn't want to leave Barcelona, that he wanted to be with the team, that he was happy there. That I mean, he had so many mm-hmm. injuries maybe, but he was still working through it and trying to get better and trying to get back in shape and, and all that. And it's just, it ended up being a bad situation in Barcelona. And, it's, and, and besides that, okay, after they sold him to Juve and they did the swap and all this with Mirlan Pjanic, they, they didn't even play him a minute after that. I mean, Setien said no. He's part of the he's part of the group, and he's gonna we're gonna use him. I mean, we still have the the rest of La Liga. We still have the Champions League. He's gonna be useful for us, for yada 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 whatever. Mm. And then he never he never played. He never even got the chance when we had so many people injured and so many spaces and so many uh, minutes that Arthur could have filled. So that's that's how I feel about the Arthur situation. That is not. I don't agree the way he's behaving, but I understand why he's doing it. I mean, he's probably very mm-hmm. mad at Setien, at the club, and it's just, 
I don't know, frustrating, I guess, for, for somebody like him that loved Barcelona. And now he's, it's like a love hate mm -hmm. relationship, right? Like that, that you have with, with the team yeah. and with the city or, or with the, with the uh, head coach and, and all that situation. I just, it's sad for Barca to get to this point. But I understand why Arthur is doing it. I don't agree with it, but I understand why he's doing it. Yeah, I, I agree. I understand it from his point of view. Um, but but what Barcelona said in this latest interview kind of threw it a you know another twist and turn. He he's claiming that Artur uh, came to the board first, saying that he had a deal in place with Juve, mm -hmm. so they then chose to sell him, which is just doesn't go yeah. along with Do at you all believe what his he's telling um, the truth. Oh, not a chance! <laughs> not a chance! It, well, especially in this in this age of like social media and whatnot, we could see Artur making statements online that felt like he was answering some of the doubts and questions that were about his transfer, his commitment to the club, and, and yada yada. So it always felt like he's targeting them um, indirectly. He would never mention them or anything, but it just you know he was shutting them down. wasn't true. He he was ignoring them as best he could, and then you know the the president comes around and says, you know, actually it was him who wanted the move. It, it's just kind of, that's insanity. You know, it, it just goes along with all the rest that, you know, surrounds Bartomeu's time at this club and, and everything. And now he's slamming uh, his attitude for staying in Brazil. <laughs> and ensure, uh, I, I do also think that it's wrong for Arthur to stay, but I understand that like, you, you have to be a professional about this, but He's 23. He's he's young. He's going to make this kind of mistake, and he definitely seems to have that Brazilian um, <laughs> flair off the pitch. If we want to say, you know, the times that he would fly to Paris to be with Neymar midweek, you know, stuff like yeah. that always kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, but nothing like a huge red flag yet. So for that claim for Bartomeu is just is insane and. And now we're in the initial stages of a vote of no confidence um, against Bartomeu and that current board. I, I don't believe that it's gotten any further yet past just getting those initial signatures. Once they get those in initial signatures, it will then go to the vote. Um, but it'll be interesting because I believe that those votings have to be in person. And with COVID-19, I wonder if we're going to get a situation that you and I are kind of dealing with in this country mm -hmm. where we don't want as many people there, but we're still going to have the vote, yes. which, you know, can be swayed to then he only invites or only allows the people that he knows will, will back him, will trust him. Yeah. Well, it's, it's been a rumor, right? Like the, since, since this all crazy stuff has been happening that Bartomeu can quit and maybe he can bring the elections maybe some months before they, they, they're supposed to happen. To be honest, mm -hmm. I think it's just not going to happen. It's just this is just going to go away and they're probably just going to hold the elections next year after, or after next season. And that's going to be it. And from what I read in social media, I guess Bartomeu doesn't have a lot of support. And maybe that's different. I mean, we know social media is not uh, always the same as the real world. So... Uh, we don't know how yeah. much support Bartomeu has over there inside Barcelona with the with the Peñas or with the socios and all the people that actually pay to to be part of the club. 
uh, not like us. We mm-hmm. we just we just like the club. We love the club. We like to talk about it. We, we but we don't actually pay. They don't use our money to to buy players that yeah. we don't need right now. But uh, I think it's yeah. to be honest. I just <laughs> think it's just gonna go away, and they, they're just gonna focus and and if he brings Neymar, if he brings Lautaro or whoever he's going to bring next, that's just going to go away and people are going to maybe forget him. And and if we win La Liga again next year, that he's going to probably going to go out like as a hero. Well, we won so many La Ligas these years and Real Madrid only won maybe two with Zidane. And that's going to be maybe his, his get out uh, speech, right? Like we dominated Spain and we just had a couple of, very many uh, bad moments in Champions League mm-hmm. but that's I mean to be honest I think that's not going to go very far hopefully it does because I I think we all agree in Barca talk that Bartomeu has not been a positive influence in the last couple of years and the current situation mm-hmm. the economic situation it's obviously part of because of what's happening with the pandemic but it's also part of the bad handling of the money that the club had because Barcelona is one of the richest mm-hmm. clubs in the world if if not the richest I mean maybe behind Manchester United mm-hmm. and Real Madrid and, and those type of clubs but there's no way we have to sell uh, Arthur or any of the young guys that are that are sounding now that they're probably going to play since they didn't make it to the second division so it's been a, a rough time with with Bartomeu I just hope at the end of, of the road after next season oh, yeah after next season he just gets uh, really a, a kick in the butt in those elections in <laughs> from the socios in in Barcelona, and, and that's that's just what I hope it's going to happen. I'm I'm not very optimistic with the process that you were talking about. Yeah, no, I, I would hope so as well. Um, and Alejandro, I'm going to echo his words there. Yes, all of us at Barca Talk don't uh, back Bartomeu nearly any of his decision making. To be to be quite honest, and speaking of bad promises that he's made and and whatnot. He recently just came out and said um, he's going to promise the next generation um, for youth squad players in our team, which, you know, doesn't exactly, I don't even blink at this point now. I I, I, like, I want to hang my hat on it. I want to be excited and and hold them to it and dream each night of what that means, what youngsters are going to come up. But we, we know you know, we're all we're doing right now is trying to sell Rakitic, Vidal, mm-hmm. and whoever else in order to bring in Lautaro, and it you know it just it, it never really makes any sense um, to to take anything what he says you know seriously anymore. So with that, uh, I guess we will touch a little bit on the youth team. Yeah. Um, first off, Ansu Fati uh, is set to renew. I don't think it's quite public yet, but the details are out. Um, through 2024, 350 million uh, euro buyout clause. Do you think Paris can get up to 350? What do you think? Well, Alejandro? I'm sure they can. The, the The only way, I mean, <laughs> they have the money. I just, I just don't think they're gonna do that that Neymar type of uh, transaction again. I don't, I don't no. think it went the way yeah. they wanted, right? Unless they win the Champions League this year, they can maybe say, well, it was worth it. But if if they don't win it this year, which is what I think is going to happen, I think if I'm honest, I think Atalanta is going to kick him out. So, uh, I, I, so, yeah, absolutely. So, they're, they are solid. So I guess they, they are looking into it and they, with the money they paid for Neymar, they, I mean, they also brought a, a lot of other players that are great, like Mbappé or Icardi mm-hmm. that, that have been a really good for this team. So I think if if they look back, they say, well, maybe we could have built a, a championship team without Neymar, right? Because Neymar was supposed to take mm-hmm. this team to the other to 
to a next level. And maybe they did uh, beating Dortmund in the in the round of 16. And now they have some sort of a clear path to get to the to the Champions League finals because they don't have to they don't have to face Real Madrid, they don't have to face Barcelona, they don't have to mm-hmm. face Bayern Munich, they don't have to face Manchester City or any of those clubs that are maybe the the best teams in this competition. So the only one in, on the way is is Atletico, the only way with with a lot of history in, in Champions League in recent history in Champions League. So mm-hmm. right now they have a clear path. So if they don't win it this year that it's also easier because you have to play less games. I think they're not going to win yeah. anytime soon. So I guess uh, I hope they don't have the money. I will be more worried about a team like Manchester City, right? Like with Pep Guardiola trying to get and, and come mm. and get our, our young guy. But I think a 350 buyout is fine. I mean, they could still maybe after next year they can renew that and, and so maybe get it up to 500 or seven. Mm-hmm. whatever they need to so fat yeah leave but what i what i would like to see from fat is just being in the first team right away and getting playing time and that's that's what worries me because what we saw in this la liga games the way setien was using him not giving him very many minutes that was really worrying for me because you it's not worth it to have a young guy there just sitting on the bench i mean if you're gonna Get him that buyout clause, and if you're gonna trust him, you can. You have to give him some minutes and find a way to play him with Griezmann, Suarez, and Messi. And he tried. He tried one time, and then Ansu Fati got a red card. So that lasted like three minutes. We were excited. We were doing the live commentary with Gabriel, and we're like, "Okay, here we go." We we had Ansu Fati, Griezmann, mm-hmm. Suarez, and Messi going at the same time, and it didn't last. So we 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 don't have actually a reference to really compare it to. But that's what I would like to see, a, a more offensive team with all of them. And I think we can we can be a very dangerous team if we do that. I don't know if he's going to do it in the Champions League against Napoli, and we, we can talk about it maybe later. Uh, but I'm happy that the, that he made it to the first club like, like they did with uh, Ricky Puch. But I just want to see them mm-hmm. just, okay, you're a starter now. Here you go, do you, mm-hmm. and give them yeah, give yeah. them time playing in the first division so they can develop there. Exactly, I, you and I are in total agreement there. I I would rather fail with Ansu Fati, Ricky Puj, Collado, yeah. uh, Naki Pena in goal than play all these superstars that just don't work. We're playing boring, dull football. No one's no one knows these runs. They're not familiar with one another. Like trusting in what this like like you said we love this club and one of the reasons we love this club is the history that we have from our youth yeah. team from from what the academy stands for the the means that they teach these footballers how to play um, on the pitch and play a beautiful game be spontaneous learn to adapt and i, I want that over over latao over david alaba you know all, all these kinds of players just because that's what we all fell in love with the club in the first place anyway. So I think that 350 is safe for now because, mm-hmm. again, he's 17. Yeah. Let's just hope that for some reason this this pandemic doesn't shoot the market back up and all of a sudden clubs can't pay it. I highly doubt it. Let's move forward. Let's, t- let's talk about two arrivals. Let's go first to Pedri. The young Spaniard had an interview recently um, and explained his desires to remain in the first team and to earn his squad spot because there was initial uh, rumors that we would loan him out. Uh, of course there was, right? Mm-hmm. Anytime we bring someone in, we just get rid of him right away, right? Um, well, because there there's no space there to and, play. So, 
Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the thing. You have to pick. Okay, what are we going to do? Are we going to trust? Because they, they're in love with Vidal and that's fine. He's having maybe a moment with Barca and it's okay. But the, I mean, they have to get rid of Rakitic first before thinking about maybe giving him the chance. They use Sergio Roberto in the midfield too. And he's not going to be a right back mm-hmm. anymore, I guess. Or they're going to maybe use him in, in both positions. The thing is, where's Pedri going to play? That's that's the main doubt that I have because we have we, we even have Alinea coming back. Uh, if we if we don't sell Coutinho, Coutinho is going to be there. So that's yeah. that, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I understand Pedro's feeling, but I think he's probably going to end up in the in either Barca B, which I think it won't be good for him. I think he he's going to be better mm-hmm. just playing and in in another team maybe maybe in Spain too so he can learn la liga and and get used to that type of play but i, I don't see him actually earning a starting spot in barcelona right now i don't know what you feel about him but that's that's a feeling i get yeah no i agree it there's not a lot of places and he plays that similar role to coutinho they play um further up the pitch but when they do get the ball at their feet and they look for that open space they try and occupy it and then they let runs go in front of them so he's going to play balls over the top or or switches or through balls uh cutting lines and right now that's messy (laughs) um it was a little bit of our tour we know ricky pooge is is capable of doing those things but those are just we're not looking for a third uh player to be able to do that in our in our system because pedri is not also a natural goal scorer if he was i think that that would be different we could he could play on the wing kind of like Dembélé was at at Dortmund he would be a playmaker but he also score goals and it it does look a little crowded right now like you said if Elena does in fact come back we haven't heard yet I'm I'm getting nervous (laughs) I'm worried that he's just gonna be the next one to go I guess I mean this season is over so he's he's a Barca player right now he's I mean maybe it's not official but he's part of the Barca uh, squad for next year maybe not for this one but for next year he's he's part of the Barca squad so I guess the, they have to make it official, but since the Betis season mm-hmm. is over, I think that the, the loan's over itself, I guess. Yeah. I, I hope Carlos Alenia comes back. Just this, again, the time that he spent in La Masia, it just makes sense for to trust in that system. And, and you know, they're going to break through. That's how we're going to get the next Busquets, Iniesta, Xavi. Um, there won't be another Messi, but mm-hmm. whoever comes close to it, right? Another incoming arrival, uh, Francisco Chin. Trincao from uh, Braga. He had an interview, and then he was a lot more confident. I'll say, Co- confident is borderline. He he seemed like he is a betting man. He's willing to bet on himself, which I like. I, there's nothing wrong with it. Some of the comments just felt a little too too in the face. But he also was uh, very heartfelt in his statements. He was, you know, his desire to make an immediate impact, saying he's earned it. The one that stood out to me was Barca and Messi is good for me. And that right there has me excited just because, you know, that means he's, you know, his plan is to not sit on the bench. And I know everyone's plan is not to sit on the bench, but he's young. He has the pedigree. He's, he's done it on the international stage at the youth levels in the under 19 euros and things like that. And, Maybe we just need a little bit of arrogance. That that was the word I was hesitant no, that's to use. Fine. Just some some sort of firecracker, yeah, yeah. right? I mean, it's sometimes we. I mean, it's it's confidence and it's arrogance, but that's fine. You have to trust yourself. You have to trust your talent in order to to really uh, perform at this level, and that's fine. I don't I don't have a problem with it. My problem with <laughs> Trincao is 
where is he going to play? Because we saw Messi playing a lot for, in in that position. We saw even Griezmann moving to that side when when they did we mm -hmm. did it dif differently in, in the last games of the season. And those are the first two options. And and so I don't see where they're going to put Trincao there. And that's why I'm sure he's going to start. He's not going to start, I'm sorry, with Barcelona next year. He's he's probably going to be part of the first mm -hmm. team, and that's fine, and we can give him some time. But mm -hmm. as long as we have Messi, unless they, they finally decide to move Messi to midfield and play as a 10 or, or do something different, which I don't see Setien doing right now, unless they, they change the... I don't know the system and go to a three-five-two and maybe Trincao is, is the one in the far right and you have Messi a little bit more too close mm -hmm. to the goal. I mean, that would be the only option I see Trincao actually having a spot, a starting spot in this in this team because otherwise I just see the same the same starting lineup and maybe maybe Ansu Fati coming in uh, sometimes and and having that starting role. But for Trincao, it, it's mm -hmm. hard because he's a he's a young. A messy type of player. He's very similar to Collado in that regard, right? They're both lefties that, yep, that exactly. played on that side of the pitch, so it's hard for them because you have to wait until Messi retires almost, and it's and we know that's probably not going to happen in a couple of years. So, how how mm -hmm. patient is Trincao going to be in order for for him to yeah. succeed? Because we we saw what happened to Malcolm, right? When Malcolm played, mm -hmm. he's he was a very good player. I think he just never got the chance to actually play because he played on the Messi position so th there's nobody gonna take that's gonna take a Messi's spot there and and that was what happened with with Malcolm and then he ended up being sold to to rush and and never happened with he had that classical when he scored in in the Copa del Rey and that was maybe his his spotlight from being here in Barca but uh, for Trincao or for Collado for those young guys that play In that position, they they either trying to switch and play more towards the midfield, maybe become more of a Sergio Roberto, more of a uh, I don't know, more of a player similar to Arturo Vidal, to Busquets, to another type of player. Alinha maybe would be the, the better example because he's a lefty and he played, but he can play like in the midfield. He doesn't have to play towards the right mm -hmm. side. If they don't do that. Mm -hmm. They ha they'll, they'll have to wait to actually play in Barcelona. So that's that's the main concern for me uh, when we talk about Trincao. But he's a he's a great player. I mean, we saw him we saw him in in, in the in the Portuguese league. In, I mean, we we know it's not the same level, but you get you get a, a feeling that he can mm -hmm. succeed here. But I don't know if he's going to be in the near future. I think he's he's a good long term. Yeah. Um, guy to have there but mm -hmm. I don't see him playing right now in in this in this system that we have right now in Barcelona. Yeah, no, I think you nailed it. I think the key part with this whole transfer is how patient will he be because he won't have that spot. He, he will have to earn it and he will just have to be patient. Moving forward really quickly, Ter Stegen, his renewal has seemed to stall. He got off the plane and and uh, had a quick chat with someone and he said, "We'll see." That was a direct <laughs> quote. Scale one to ten, how worried are you about that? I'm not worried right now because I know I know that he knows that he's one of the best goalies right now in the world. He probably just wants his money. And that's the way they use they do to to actually get the money they want. They always do I don't know, we'll see or they they say I don't know, I have an offer from Manchester United or I have an offer from uh, Bayern Munich and they're they're willing to pay me this or or that. And like you said, maybe along with Messi, Ter Stegen is the other guy that you just you know it's going to be there for maybe the next 10 years because he's such a good goalie mm -hmm. and he's still young. So 
I'm not worried right now, but I, I hope they pay him what he's worth because he's, he's, I'm sure he's right there with all black in, in La Liga as the, the best goalkeepers. Everybody's now talking about Courtois because he had maybe a, a couple of good months, but Thursday it has been this level for what? Since he got to Barcelona. I don't, I don't actually remember exactly. a lot of, uh, mistakes from Thursday uh, at, at the Barcelona goal. Mm -hmm. So I think he's one of the best in Europe in, and if not in, in the world. So I, I just hope they, they actually pay him what, what he's worth. No, yeah, I, there's not a lot of instances that come to mind that, you know, we can blame a goal or a performance on, solely on him in between the sticks. I'm a little bit worried just because of there are some teams out there and the goalkeeping market is pretty slim. Yeah. So he might be tempted, especially with this board. Maybe he doesn't see this project going forward anytime soon. Maybe he doesn't want to wait a year and he's just, you know, I, I want to get I want to get back to that level now and I'm not going to wait for elections, yada, yada. I think he's beloved um, amongst fans in the Camp Nou. He could wear the armband uh, if Messi's not on the pitch. He really yeah. could, in in my opinion. And I think that multiple players have come out and said the same thing. He's a future captain and, and whatnot. I really hope he does stay. He's got that Barca DNA, plays really well with his feet, good distribution. He's not physically as uh, as tall and large as some of the other top goalkeepers that we think of, but um, he definitely has the ability to to hang with them. We'll stay in our in our yard still. Um, let's talk Manchu, the Barca B team captain. He's been linked away from Barca now. Um, Barca B did not gain promotion to the Segunda. They lost in the final. Um, the 20 year old Spaniard, he was, you know, crucial to the team's playoff promotion quest, um, as well as throughout the entire season. Uh, central midfielder, multiple clubs are interested from Serie A, uh, La Liga, and apparently a Premier League club. Um, this is just uh, another example of lack of trust in La Masia. I mean, where do we go from a player who earned his way up to the B team, broke through, became a captain, led them to a terrific campaign. I mean, absolutely really great to get to that point. Unfortunately, they don't quite get what they wanted. Um, but, you know, that that guy, that, that figure in the locker room, and we're going to cash in on him instead mm -hmm. of give him the opportunity to try again. I mean, he's, he's only 20, so 21-year-old playing in – in the third division, that's not bad. Still, you know, he's got so much yeah, more. Or, or, or they can loan he him. He knows the, the thing is, he probably wants to play in the first division. That's that's the thing, right? He does. That's, so mm -hmm. I understand that part of it. But this this is where the club goes and says, you know what? Okay, you're gonna stay with us, and you're gonna and we're gonna lend you to I don't know Valencia or somebody that's gonna be there in the middle of. of of the standings that, that can actually get you to play and that can actually get you, I don't know, a Hetafe, a, a team like that that can actually be good, but you know it's going to be a Champions League type of, of, of team, that it's going to be there, or Real Sociedad, or, or these type of teams that are always trying to find these type of players, these type of young players to help their team to be better. Because, like you said, I mean, he's a midfielder. So we, we go again and we have the same debate. So who's going to get out? We know mm -hmm. they they still love Sergio Busquets. So we have to be there with him. They're going to keep uh, either Vidal or Rakitic. Or hopefully not both of mm -hmm. them. But they're going to keep those guys. <laughs> uh, Sergio Roberto is going to be getting more time as a midfielder. And we know mm -hmm. how every coach 
has trusted Sergio Roberto there. So where is Monchu going to play? And, and like we said, we had mm-hmm. we have also Alenia coming back. We have uh, so much talent there, and we don't know what's going to happen with Coutinho. And the thing is, I mean, you can bring him to the first club. That's fine. I mean, that, that'll be... I would agree with that, like having him on the bench and maybe coming on, on some games and maybe starting every other game and or, or maybe one game every mm-hmm. uh, two or three games he starts and he plays a lot because that's that's a way that he's going to get that that mentality and that, and that getting used to the first club. And here's where Barcelona has to decide where, where, where they're going to go with these young guys because we have... We, we we're seeing it. We, you remember we were worried about the the generation of the future and who was going to handle the team when Messi, Suarez, uh, Busquets, Piqué left. Mm-hmm. And now we're kind of seeing. Okay, this is the, the the team that is shaping. We saw Ricky Puch. I forgot about Ricky Puch. He's he's another guy that should be there mm-hmm. already. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if we if, if they brought Ricky Puch, who's very young too, they can bring Moncho too. And and why not? Give give him a chance. Give mm-hmm. him a shot. I mean, they they used to play together. Why not having? I mean, I would love to see uh, the young playing in the Busquets position and having Ricky Puch and Munch and Monchu. And okay, let's do it. Let's see what happens. And if it doesn't work, you still have mm-hmm. Alenia, you still have Sergio Roberto, you still have other guys that can do the work. And I don't know. I, I, I my feeling is they're gonna try to loan him somebody uh, somewhere. I'm sorry, and that's probably gonna what they're gonna end up doing. Hopefully, they don't sell him though because. It, what worries me is that they are in such a need for money that they're just thinking about mm-hmm. selling whoever gets attention out there, and that's what worries me. Yeah, yeah, he, they're greedy, right? Um, and if, if you guys haven't caught on yet, there's an obvious theme here. Alejandro and I are taking direct shots <laughs> at the squad management because we have to remember in the last game of the season, sure, there was nothing on the line, but we had six players on the bench. Yeah. Two of them were goalkeepers, so we were – if we wanted to use all five substitutions, we would have to sub in Neto and then sub Neto out for Iñaki yeah. Pena because Arthur was sitting there and, and he wasn't going to play. So wink, wink, if you're not, if you're not getting this hint, <laughs> you know, we are, we are frustrated. We, we want to talk about Trincao, uh, Pedri, and Manchu and all the possibility of, of younger players coming up, Collado, but – it's not easy because we have to immediately think, okay, well, what are the likelihood? And then we look at what's already there and it, it, you know, we try and stay positive, but it's, it's, it's hard because we have no idea what to expect from this board. And we also just have incredible depth right now on the first team, a lot of which we want to leave, which will lead us into our transfer quickfire round. Alejandro, you and I are always (laughs) talking transfers in our episode. So so we're going to do this quick. I'm going to I'm going to name a player. You're going to give one or two sentence if you want to keep them or you want to cash in on them. And then I will give my take and then I will introduce the next player. So first up, Arturo Vidal. We should keep him as a sub. I think that we should cash in because he has more value than Ivan Rakitic. Okay, okay. Noberto Neto. No, we have to let him, let him go. I, I want to see Iñaki there. I want to see Iñaki playing in the Copa del Rey, and maybe if there's taking it's injured, give Iñaki the chance to to be there. We have to we have to have more guys from La Masia. I think we we're we're missing that a lot. So instead of paying a guy from outside to come here and be the second goalie, no, let let a young guy be there. 
and train with the team and be with Ter Stegen. And if Ter Stegen leaves for some reason, you have their Iñaki and, and that's it. Well, I would also let Neto go. He's not worth a lot, but he, he's worth a lot more somewhere yeah. else. Um, Sergio Roberto. Ooh, that's a good one, right? Hey, I think uh, we should keep him and we should play him in the midfield. I think he's a midfielder. That's the way he came up, and that's the way I want to see him. I don't want to see him in the right-back position anymore. I want to see Semedo playing there, mm. and you can bring another guy to be the the, the player pl- in fighting for that position with Nelson Semedo, and I think we should have a Sergio Roberto version of as a midfielder right now. This is the moment to actually give him the this chance, so I would keep Sergio Roberto. Yeah, I I also want to keep him because he is the most he, he is the most recent player to graduate from La Masia and hold his rank in the first team, which is um, embarrassing. But it just proves that he he knows our style. He's very dynamic. He can play all across the pitch. Right. All right. Quick fire. Samuel Amtiti is his time. Yeah, up. yeah. His time's up. I think it's it's time for Araujo. It's time for Todibo. In my opinion, it's time for Lenglet to be there too. So yes, Amtiti. Mm-hmm. He, he's been injured a lot in the last couple of years. He hasn't been the same since the World Cup. So I think, yeah, his time's up. So time, if we get some money from him, awesome. If not, you can, I think you can let him go anyway. It's just, he's not, he's not Barca at the Barca level right now. I, I would agree. I love Samu, big Sam, but uh, I think that his time is up injuries and the value that he still holds. Junior Furpo. A bit of a quiet first campaign. Yes, cash. He wasn't cash in. Or are you going to well, keep the thing him? Is, you're not going to get a lot of cash for him because he actually didn't have a lot of uh, good moments. Even though he had a lot of chances since uh, Jordi Alba was injured a lot. I mean, if you get a good offer, I will sell him for sure because I think we need somebody mm-hmm. different. And the thing is, Alba is getting older and he's getting injured more often now. So. You're going to want to have a guy there that's really good in this type of system. I actually think it's too early to tell um, with how our transfers have yeah. been. I think that we need to give him a chance because it's just not worth it to let him go immediately. He, he might have been growing this season at the training ground and, and learning better. And, and yeah, that left flank is probably the weakest position. So it, it, it could absolutely be his for the taking. How about Luis Suarez? Are you keeping yeah, him, keep him or are you going to cash in? No, no, I, I'll keep him. The thing is we do need another striker, right? Like a young striker. And mm-hmm. we know uh, Braithwaite is not going to be that guy that we're hoping for. So I would mm-hmm. keep Suarez. I would bring, like I said, i I rather have Lautaro Martinez than Neymar. I think we need more of a Lautaro than a Neymar actually in this team. We have mm-hmm. Ansu Fati that can kind of play similar to what Neymar does. And and he can score mm-hmm. a lot of goals, which is good. So I would keep Suarez. The ideal thing for me would be to have Suarez as a as a sub or maybe rotating with the with the starting guy. I want to see something uh, similar to what happened with Chelsea this year, where they had Abraham playing a lot, and, but they also had Giroud playing a lot. So you had those two options with the young guy and the veteran guy. And depending on the matchup, you could pick, I mean, today I want to go with this guy or today I want to go with the other guy. So I would definitely keep uh, Luis Suarez. I would as well, but I would not keep both him and Griezmann. I, <laughs> I think it's it's one or the other for me. I know they're different, yeah, but we don't have we, we don't have that need right now. The thing right is, now, they're not going to sell which, either Oro, so. <laughs> no, they won't. <laughs> um so I guess that that answers that answers the question on Griezmann, who is the next player for for both of us. I I think I would want Griezmann 
more, but he's worth more, so it really depends. How about Usman Dembele? Are we going to cash in on him? Do we keep him? He's not going to be fit for the Napoli match. We are now hearing he was eyeing the return. And if we progress, he might be ready for the quarterfinals. He might. We've heard that a long, long time, yeah. though. Yeah, uh, the thing Dembele. with Dembele is that it's he's been a, a struggle to actually stay safe, right? And some, some people even... Uh, blame the Barcelona medical staff right now because it's just it, the way it happened he he didn't even actually play in La Liga to get injured he just got injured in the training session so I don't know it's mm-hmm. how many injuries has he had since he got to Barcelona like six or seven or I don't even remember how many times he's just been injured the thing is if you get a good offer like from let's say Paris Saint-Germain who wants to do a switch and you get Neymar and we give you Dembele and some some cash I will take that because I think Dembele, mm-hmm. I mean, he's an awesome player. I will, I, I want Dembele in my team, but he's not healthy enough. So that's why I think if you get an offer, I would tell him. I think that we need to give him one more chance. I want to see just a healthy season. And if he can't stay healthy, then we have to cash in on him because his value is going to keep dropping with every injury that does arise. He's missed Close to 80 games for us and three seasons, which is absolutely insane. I, I have one more time, one, one more go with me because of the potential I see in him and what he's able to do in matches and, and break them open and break them wide open. I mean, with his with his creativeness and his speed, um, he really has the ability to do that. So I, I give him one more chance, just one. Mm-hmm. Alejandro Martin Breathwaite. There, there's already rumors that we're letting him go. It's a Yeri Mina all over again. <laughs> Six months and he's yeah, done. Yeah, I mean, he, he came for a need, right? We needed a, a guy to sub Luis Suarez. Then all this happened. And, and I know they signed Braithwaite for four years or whatever. But, I mean, they're going to sell him. We know mm-hmm. he's he's out. I mean, after after having Ansu Fati there, having Griezmann, having Suarez, having Messi, and bringing all these young guys, Trincao, and who knows if... Coutinho is coming back. I think, I mean, I love Braithwaite. I think he's he's one of the guys that you want to have in, in a team. Like, he, the guy that runs, the guy mm-hmm. that actually wants to uh, push the team and, and get to another level, even if he's maybe not the most talented guy. You you want to have a guy like that, but I think they're going to sell him. And I would probably sell him too. I think he's not going to be the, the striker that we want to be Suarez's replacement in the long run, right? So... Mm-hmm. The only option for him to stay is that if Suarez gets injured in in Champions League or whatever, something weird happens, and then they have to actually sign Lautaro but keep Braithwaite as a sub. That would be the only option I see for him to stay. If not, they, they're probably going to loan him or, or sell him somewhere because he just doesn't have a spot here. I mean, if if he's willing to sit mm-hmm. like, like a Jovic did with Real Madrid when he – almost never played, which is never mm-hmm. good for you. But he's, he's, he's maybe on a stage where he's not a prospect, so he's he's getting paid to pay, to play soccer, but you know he's not going to be a superstar, so he maybe he's happy with that role and just staying there to be a, a fill-in in the, in the roster, fine. But I will tell him mm-hmm. if, if not. I mean, I'm, it's not like I don't feel like we're going to miss him a lot. No, yeah, I think that he he needs to go, um, but we're going to lose even more friends in Madrid because Leganes now goes down, and we had a very questionable transfer with him. Uh, The whole thing is going to be 
is um, suspicious, but nothing new with our board. <laughs> Last player, and then we're going to wrap it up really quickly, Coutinho. If he comes back, do we cash in or do we give him a tr- chance under Kike Setien or whoever is in charge yeah. at the start of next very, campaign? Very good comment. I, w- I want them to give him a chance, but... If you get an offer close to the 70, 80 million, you have to sell them. Especially, especially mm-hmm. in the in the moment that Barcelona is right now when they're needing so much money and, and they're in that need and they're going to sell them. But if not, I would like to see him with a new, different coach, different system, see if, see if he can be the guy when, when Messi is not at his finest point. See if he, mm-hmm. him and Griezmann can maybe make a connection that hasn't been there for Griezmann with Suarez and Messi. So, yes, I would like him to stay. But I have I get the feeling that he's probably going to go somewhere. Uh, I think I would take an offer of fifty or above, uh, considering how it all panned out. Right, we signed him for a hundred forty, I think, hundred and forty yeah. or whatever it yeah. was. He plays one season, or excuse me, no, he played a season and a half, and then he's out on loan to a, a big club. Right, he he didn't just go anywhere to learn or progress. I mean, shoot, he was already in his prime um, or approaching it. So Coutinho needs to go. For fifty or more, in my opinion, with the financial problems we're having, um, we we take that chance. Alejandro, it was nice catching up yes, with sir. you. I'm glad to be back. I'm I'm hoping that my schedule can kind of get into a better set routine and we can be back. Barca play in six days on Saturday. Yes, finally on Saturday. Yeah, yeah and, and yeah. we'll have. We'll, what are your pre- What are your predictions? I think we're gonna win that game, but it's gonna be uh, one of those. One of those Barca games this year. Maybe 2-1. 2-1. They're going to be tying 1-1, and then we're going to score 2-1, and we're going to suffer, but we're going to go through and beat Napoli. What about you? I agree. We're going to suffer, but I I think we're going to pull it off. I think that we'll have another episode uh, to say this, but in case we don't, I don't think we were going to go past Bayern Munich anyway, <laughs> so um, I'm I'm not really. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. In, in one match, you know, in one match, I think it's, one, it's easier if you yeah. had to go to Germany and and play them there. So I don't know. We, we'll yeah. go uh, game by game, like Simeone used to say. Yeah, we'll go game so by game. Let's exactly. go game by game. Yes, <laughs> we'll go game by game. But the only thing I'll say is that these one one off ties, I think, benefit us because we can't be consistent. Um, so Alejandro with that I'm going to sound off and uh, thank you for listening to Barca Talk and until next time Visca Barca Barca Talk is a production of Sound at Media with social media and promotion by Two Point Go Sports Social Podcast Network